Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Laquisha Hall. She is the newly crowned MRS Ambassador Maryland 2020. She is on the show. What an inspiring person to actually have the opportunity to talk to. She tells her story, went through a period where she was raped and misabused by people in the church, and she uses her opportunity in the pageant world to affect change and speak about it, and because of that, her life has become much better and very much successful. There's no one else better to tell her story than herself, so why don't you guys grab something to drink, sit and relax, and listen to this phenomenal interview and really understand why pageantries can help take that dark day and make it a bright, sunny day. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, al- it's always a pleasure. <laughs> I, I honestly love, Nikwisha, um, I honestly love um, the ambassador um, brand and pageant. Uh, pageant um, I worked with the two sisters, the the mother and daughter, um, years ago. So um, I'm so excited to have um, the current MRS uh, ambassador on on the show. So, um, d- how did you learn about the system? I'll be honest with you. I actually learned about it years ago, and I met the national director. Uh, Kristen Thurston, and I was so impressed with her passion for community service, community work, and I also loved how much effort she put into ensuring that the winners of her pageant had lots of prizes, felt loved, felt supported, and that was something that I desired to see uh, in pageantry as a whole, and so she embodied all of that. And in, in learning about her years ago, I had just always kept it in the back of my mind. I had the opportunity to compete for the Maryland title after finding out uh, that it would be hosted by two wonderful women in my state. I absolutely love Faith and Vicki Ram, who are the uh, owner and co-owner of the Maryland State Pageant. And so once I learned and discovered that they were leading it and it was full of the system, I jumped in with both feet. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I absolutely uh, 100% agree with you because um, unlike a lot of systems, this system really focuses on volunteering. Yes. Uh, and that's the core. You know, you're not focused on, um, you know, raising money, but more it's more about you know, getting out of the community and, and affecting change. So, and, absolutely. and, you know, we really need more people that, that have the opportunity and time to do that. And for some reason, you know, having a crown sash really does still make a difference. If you're a politician, they pay attention to you or, or someone that um, has some money that, that still has some stature. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, how did you originally get into pageantry? Um, so you currently have this title, but, you know, were you competing when you were not married or have you just recently started competing since you've been married? 
like what drew what what um drew you to in the pageant well i'll tell you as a as a teenager i remember correspondence being mailed to my home about entering pageants often but i had very strict parents and they did not allow <laughs> pageantry in our household so I was exposed to it at a young age, but I didn't get to participate until I was married. So I am a survivor of sexual abuse and domestic violence by way of my parents. And um, I grew up through trauma and I matriculated through my young adult years in a, in a, in a very depressing way i tried to commit suicide in my freshman year of college and and all of this stemmed from the things that i had experienced in my childhood i felt so low about where i was in my life and then when i finally changed my life around through you know grounding myself spiritually i became a teacher i started interacting with uh teenagers i started in high school <laughs> And I realized that a lot of the young people that I um, interacted with on a daily basis experienced also what I did. And my heart was overwhelmed with why are there so many young people experiencing what I did? And, and, it, and it just seemed like no one was doing anything about it, um, that it wasn't being talked about openly. And honestly, sexual abuse and domestic violence is one of those they're one of those topics that people sleep under the rug because they're so uncomfortable having that conversation openly. And so um, I found my freedom in sharing my story, but it was actually on a pageant stage. So I met a friend who was in pageantry, and again, I hadn't been exposed since I was a child reading letters in the mail. And she shared with me after I told her about my experiences as a high school teacher, she said, you should get the word out through pageantry. And I was like, I am not a pageant girl. <laughs> so she... Well, your friend was absolutely right because, you know, <laughs> the the women that and the people that support pageantry are the people that are going to listen and 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 will help you um, connect with the right people. So, whoever yeah. put you in that right direction definitely sounded like that was good advice. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really got me fueled into the direction that I'm in now and I was just so excited that she even thought that I was and she saw me as worthy as even participating in something that she had made look so glamorous in my opinion and so I entered because of my strong spiritual backing at the time um, I entered the Mrs. Christian International pageant as my very first one well that sounds and awesome yeah, I mean, it was an amazing experience. My first one, of course, would be amazing. <laughs> but well, no, I honestly that that sounds like a perfect um, with a with a um, such a trauma thing to um, occur to you. Um, right. So sorry for that happen, but to do a pageant um, where you can basically um, address it in your community and mm -hmm. in front of people that. Will probably listen it's not going to be just you know a pageant patty group that will probably affect more people maybe there'll be more people that are um going through that that you could you could help to change and and help to um help them to um fight back from that um situation so 
I'm sure you right. made a difference. It's, I mean, I would, I would, I would hope that by you standing up that you've definitely made a difference. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I, I do believe that I did that. Um, standing on that stage that evening, all of our interview was on stage in front of the audience. And again, I had not had any formal pageant experiences. And so I remember the MC asking me what was the hardest thing I had to overcome in my life. And I stood in front of a Christian audience and these Christian judges and other Christian contestants. And I just blurted out that I was I had overcome sexual abuse at the hands of a pastor. And when I tell you the room got so quiet, I I felt like I said something wrong. I was like kicking myself internally, like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did this to myself in public. <laughs> but sometimes you sometimes you gotta say it in public for it to be real. So, you know yeah. you know, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. Um oh, and, yeah. and the truth the truth is always the hardest um, especially when it's such a, um, hard topic, like to talk about. So, yeah. but yeah, like, like I said, um, you know, I think it made a big, it sounds like to me, it sounds, it made a bigger difference because you did it in front of your, in front of your friends, family, colleagues, um, in your community mm-hmm. and not just a pageant patty, uh, group of pageant contestants. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And what I discovered, to be honest with you, was quite shocking. A lot of people, I won that pageant, actually. Well, congratulations. uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And uh, I discovered after the pageant that so many of the people in the audience, they were coming up to me and sharing how in awe they were that I they felt so boldly share my story and what I, what they saw as boldness. I just saw as being honest. I saw myself as honestly answering the interview question that I received and it turned into people coming to me and telling me their stories afterwards, which was extremely powerful to me. I felt like I wasn't alone. You know, it's that, uh, rotating, um, pile of information after you roll it Mm -hmm. down the hill, it just continues to get, bigger and bigger uh you know so the first thing is the yeah you have someone has to be willing to roll down the hill first you know or uh yeah. or tell the or tell or raise up and and say and say what's going on so i commend right. you for for being the first to do that so thank you i appreciate that and i will never forget this 80 there was an 81 year old woman in the audience she was in a wheelchair she came up to me afterwards to congratulate me and she grabbed my hand and she said, baby, don't stop telling your story. And so I, I thanked her cause I was overwhelmed, but she followed that through tears. Like she started to cry and then she grabbed or, or touched this locket that she was wearing around her neck and she opened it and showed it to me. And it was a picture of her in her childhood and keep in mind, she was 81 at the time that I'm talking to her. And she told me that through tears, she had never gotten the opportunity to tell her mom that her dad had molested her. And so it was in that moment that I told myself, oh, my goodness, I don't want to die or live my life with regret of not sharing or or leave this earth without sharing my story or, or just to live with that amount of weight that I felt she was carrying. And so she really 
really encouraged and inspired me to just keep going because I, I saw so much pain that she was carrying. You know, I, yeah. I can't imagine having to bear a cross like that, that, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like having starting your life off as a baby and have cancer right away. So, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like a whole weight off your chest and do you feel like you were reborn or, or like have a new look look on life ever since that you were able to speak out and have a voice and have that opportunity when i tell you that that's exactly how i felt <laughs> i mean i was just so grateful for the friend that suggested pageantry as a way for me to talk about this difficult topic because i used to volunteer for organizations prior to participating in pageants and I remember parents walking by with their children and they would like cover their eyes because I would be sitting behind a table that would have a sign on it that said stop child sexual abuse or something like that so they felt that they were protecting their kids by shielding them from the information that I had to share and um, through pageantry I found that people were bringing their children to me, to meet me, to greet me, to talk to me, and they would want them to take a picture with me. And I was thinking to myself, it it wasn't too long ago, I was trying to share the same information with the public. And they didn't want to hear it because it was just me, an individual, and now that I'm wearing a crown, now everybody wants, or, or at least will stop to hear what I have to say. And what also shocked me was people would be amazed that that was my story because they didn't expect that to come from somebody that they saw as a beauty queen. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, the longer I live on this life, it's not the way the story is told, but it's, it's the, um, it's the, I just totally did it the backwards. (laughs) It's not the way that the story is. It's the way the story is told, meaning Mm -hmm. that, um, the way that you're telling your story as a pageant contestant clearly is more approachable than just going and having a a bold sign. Maybe that's, you know, you're the way, you know, having a crown on is, is putting it in a way that more people can uh, um, consume it without being scared. Mm -hmm. You know, do you feel that way or? Um, I do feel that way. I feel that through wearing a crown and, and, and giving people a space to feel more comfortable in my presence, it has not only offered people the opportunity to feel more comfortable having a conversation, but it's given them the confidence to feel brave enough to share their own story. So from starting pageantry, I went into I, I, I went into like a full crusade. I was like, if people are going to listen, I'm going to take advantage of this. And so I started to travel. I went as far as Switzerland um, to tell my story between the years of 2008 and 2013. And in that time, I had won several pageants, but I continued to use the titles that I had won to share those messages. I took a break in 2013 and all the way up through this year, um, actually the ambassador pageant is the first one i've done in seven years <laughs> so, okay um uh prior to that i i had won mrs christian international and that was in 2008 
following that, I won Mrs. Maryland Galaxy, um, and I was first runner-up to Mrs. Galaxy in 2009. And um, following that, ooh. Well, what was so your experience with here. what was your experience with Galaxy? Because I'm very good friends with um, Yolanda, and she's mm-hmm. a she's a former uh, Galaxy title holder. And she expressed her, her experience was really good. So did you did you enjoy that system? I enjoyed the type of pageant it was. So the Christian pageant was a little more um, conservative in its approach, and the Galaxy pageant was more fashion-forward and fun-like, mm-hmm. if that's a fair comparison. No, of course. Um, so I, I love the glitz and the glamour of the Galaxy system. It was, um, it was more fun. I had fun on stage versus... You know, kind of in the other pageant, it wasn't a, a bad experience in the Christian pageant, but I felt more reserved. And um, But maybe that's what you needed as your first pageant yeah. to, like, get you feel comfortable on stage because you had such a huge story that you had to tell. Your story oh, was... God, yes. <laughs> your story, it sounds like your story was more important than than the... than the, uh, than the dress, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, absolutely. And... Um, that's very true. I'm, I'm glad that I started the way that I did because I needed that um, con- that conservative start so that I could feel confident enough to keep going. And um, I also loved my Galaxy pageant sisters from Maryland. They were so supportive of me. And um, I, I, I learned sisterhood through them. When I won the Christian pageant, I didn't, uh, we were all spread out um, because we were coming from all over. So I didn't really bond with them in the same way I did with um, the ladies that I met through the Galaxy pageant. So that was a great sisterhood that I learned through pageantry as well because I also had come from a broken family and having those people close to me who were always checking on me, encouraging me, and pushing me to keep going, that, that meant a lot to me as well. Well, I I I think most people can r- relate to um, uh, good family support. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're not having that great family support, it, it it just shows how strong you are as a person to be able to succeed in life. So um, thank you. You know. Yeah. So you. you start off with with your Christian pageant. Then you did Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. Did you do any other pageants between your gap? I did. I did. I also did um, the Mrs. International Beautiful pageant. I, I'm not sure that that pageant is still in existence, but I do remember when I entered it. It the crown and the sash was absolutely beautiful, and I just, <laughs> I was just so enamored with um, the look of that pageant and uh, was really excited to win that um, national crown. And then from there, I, I did the Mrs. Essence pageant. Okay. Yeah. Um, which also is no longer in existence either, but that was one of the ones that I will always treasure because the first runner up to me, who was a friend of mine, her name was Leticia Coleman. Um, she died from cancer about a year later. And so that was her platform and the way she advocated for the cause and, and then lost her life shortly afterwards. I just, it, my heart went out to her and her family in a different way because she really, like, I, I know that I use pageantry to share 
something important to me and something that I overcame in my life, but she was actually living it at the time that she was competing. Um, well, at least, her. at least she got to celebrate that one year of, of excitement, you know, maybe, uh, oh, maybe that was like God's little thing. I'm going to send you out with a big bang, you know, with a big yeah. celebration. I know it's hard sometimes, um, looking back on it, but sometimes God mm-hmm. does try to do something special for you if he's got to bring you home. So, Absolutely, that's true. And he definitely did that through her. And then the Mrs. Essence pageant was the last one I did in 2013 until I competed again this year. <laughs> and were you just, you know, did life get, get too busy? Is that what, what caused you to not do any pageants? Or? Um, to be 100% honest with you, I felt initially that I needed pageantry to help me spread the word of such a difficult topic to discuss publicly. But once people got to know who I was um, through pageantry and my communities, and I, I became more widely known, I felt that I didn't really need pageantry to help me continue to push that message that I was pushing. And so I took, took a break because honestly, um, when you're dedicated to a title, it can take a, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of uh, scheduling of appearances. And I was, um, I remember, uh, I often did about 80 to a hundred appearances a year in each title that I had. That that's so, incredible for you to do that <laughs> because sometimes, um, the girls do less than one a month. So very yeah. kudos, very kudos for you to go out, out of your way to, to really um, push your agenda and and try to affect change. So, um, thank you. So, yeah. would are, I guess the way, do you feel that you achieved everything that you needed to do? That you used that power of that title to your full advantage, and you know, did you feel that you did everything you can that you felt that you could do it on your own? Is that point? Is that Basically, I absolutely felt that way. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So I guess are are you in favor of someone doing pageantry or pursuing it if they have a certain cause to uh, give themselves a voice? Is that how you feel that pageantry should be used specifically to promote a cause that needs a voice and, and that sash gives you, you the power to do that? That is a great question. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I personally feel that way for my own life, yes. However, I have recognized that there are some young ladies who have participated in pageants who gain confidence through being on stage. Okay. And so while it might not it might not be pushing a cause, it could be pushing yourself to expose yourself in a way that could boost your confidence and your self-esteem. And so I also see pageantry as an opportunity for that. Uh, I know a lot of people may say there's multiple ways to increase your confidence and self-esteem. You don't have to use pageantry, but that is an avenue. It's an effective avenue. I've seen it happen multiple times. Uh, where someone goes from being very shy to being a spokesperson for an organization. (laughs) I mean, that's incredible to me. So pageantry to me has a lot of perks, a lot of 
uh, positive gains from young girls all the way up. Well, if, if a young person is listening to this and mm -hmm. they're hearing your story, if they don't have something that they are pursuing, like a cause, when they didn't have something horrible happen to them and they feel pretty confident in themselves, mm -hmm. is there a reason to do a pageant or do you think there's still benefit in them doing it? Yes, I would say so. My personal philosophy is that we are not put here on earth for our own personal gain. And so while I may have gone through something uh, traumatic and used pageantry to promote their cause and someone else may not have gone through anything traumatic, we still have a responsibility as people, as humans, to support one another. And so if there is an issue in your community, and we all live in a society where there's lots of issues that surround us. There's homelessness, there's um, LGBTQ rights, there's, there's so many things that need, that need strong voices backing it that even if you didn't have any traumatic happen to you personally, there is a cause in your community that you can take up and be a voice for. And you may not... Um, Advocate, advocate for it as fiercely because you didn't personally experience it. But having your voice aligned with the people who are experiencing it will take your your life, your confidence, and the and the people around you to a whole nother level. They'll appreciate what you have to offer them and what pageantry can do even to support their cause. And so I just feel that even when we don't experience something personal, we have a responsibility to support our own communities. You know, I, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. I think that, mm -hmm. uh, you have, um, as a young person, the opportunity to affect change. And if you have the, uh, the possibility or the, or the time and, um, ability to do so i think you should definitely go out and, and change your community so yeah and represent it um it is that basically the, the the easiest way you should go out and represent your community is that i do think so um i know that some people may not stick to one cause like uh you could just be a volunteer and support various causes in your community even if you don't dedicate yourself to just one particular one if you haven't uh, experienced anything yourself just being present when people need us most uh can mean a lot to people as far as pageantry is concerned i mean there are a lot of people out there that do have negative views of pageantry and so to see someone with a crown and stash you know serving the food alongside them passing out hope beside them can help change their perspective on what they think of pageantry. So yeah, I do think that's important. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443 422 3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. 
All right, so this is the part of the show where I let my guest take over the show and uh, talk about all the current stuff that's going on. It's, uh, you know, you just won um, MRS Ambassador Maryland, and we we, want to know all about that system. Um, Do you have anything coming up that you'd want to talk about? And anything else that we we haven't had the opportunity to to bring up, but I would love to just learn more about you and your system. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share this. Oh um, yeah, sure. I love. I mean, this is a great platform for pageant queens, and uh, I think that you alone, this should be shared more widely, and more queens should be on your show. I oh, really appreciate. I I appreciate. Yeah. I I honestly I. I want to use this platform for anyone that is going to pursue change. So that might be a model, that might be an actress, that might be a professional athlete, that might be a pageant contestant, because those mm-hmm. those particular jobs are affecting change and they have a lot of power. So, um, like yeah. I like I said off off air, um, there's something that's special when you have name recognition and, and pageantry still has name recognition. Some people might not um, think that pageants are per- are amazing or, or perfect or whatever, but when they, mm-hmm. when you walk in with a crown sash, everybody wants to take a photo with you. So there's Absolutely. something, <laughs> you know, somehow like for that 30 seconds, they want to have a photo. So you do have power and it's amazing how, by having that crown sash, you can go and talk to the governor or perhaps go to the, the local assembly or even go to Washington and, and affect change. So, well, I, I kind of took over a whole segment, but I, I want to go back to you. <laughs> so please, I want to learn more about the ambassador program. I want to learn about more about what your goals are for the year and your exciting um, ex, um, ideas for state, for nationals. So please tell us. Okay, so... Um, first, I'm very proud to be um, USA Ambassador Mrs. Maryland 2020. Um, I love this system because it is, it's a charity-driven organization, and they have this acronym for the word SLICK. It's S-L-I-C-C, and it stands for Success Through Leadership, Integrity, Character, and Confidence. And this is something that they try to instill in all of the uh, women and young ladies and and young girls that enter the pageant system. I absolutely love that these are the characteristics that they try to infuse in the contestants as well as I love that the pageant system is created by a mother-daughter duo. I think that we need to, as a society, see more partnership between Um, mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, parents, families. And so the fact that they were able to create such a strong system, um, and this is their 10-year anniversary as well, um, and it's be successful for this long says a lot about um, what is possible in our society. And so um, I love that they have several different charity charity organizations that they support. One of them I know is Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is the national charity uh, beneficiary of all of their proceeds. We actually, as queens, um, raise money also or donate to the national charity as well through USA Ambassador. And so um, there are multiple titles for this pageant system. 
there's Little Miss Junior Preteen, Preteen, Junior Teen, Teen Miss, Ms. and Mrs. So I know that um, when people see the picture of the night that I won, they see a lot of queens standing on stage. And that's primarily because um, there are eight national titles. And so you can win that at the state, those titles at the state level as well. But doesn't that make it such a much more funner pageant to have so many people to celebrate with? And oh just my like, goodness. it was the cutest with the little, little, little girls. <laughs> I know. Um, and I, I had, like I, I mentioned earlier, I had the privilege of meeting both the, uh, the mother and, and the daughter, um, before the mom passed away. And, um, I mean, I absolutely um, would 100% endorse the ambassador uh, pageant. I, I think it's 100% um, going in the right direction. And and I love a family pageant. I love a, a family-run mm-hmm. organization, especially when, it, especially when it's a mother-daughter. And, and just like you're saying, they ran it so well that even though the, the mother passed away, it's still successful mm-hmm. and still being run really well. So it just shows how well she um she brought her daughter up and and taught her the everything it needs to do to to run a great organization so you know yeah you know i mean it's absolutely impressive to be honest with you i mean even down to how they make the contestants feel um even the the people who don't win i mean you just walk away feeling like a winner because of all they instill in you throughout the the pageant weekend and so um that's one of the things i appreciate about about this system because i am a teacher i'm a mentor to young ladies and i have been for over 10 years and um i create i created my own nonprofit called queendom tea and so a lot of what i see happening through this pageant system is what i do through my mentoring program and that's what attracted me to it I love, to be honest with you, I love pageants that focus on community service because I think we need more of that. We're living in a society now where people are, are saying to themselves, that's not my problem, that's not my business, and they step away. And I think that if we do less of that, we'll have more empowerment in our communities. And so um, pageant systems that cater to getting out into the community and supporting um, others is, are systems that I personally gravitate to, and so Ambassador has just impressed me in such a way that I can't even describe. So, um, well, I'm with you totally with that. We we need to really encourage our children to be proactive and mm-hmm. not to sit on the sidelines. So I I'm 100% behind you on that. Um, and I'm yeah. sure you're going to raise incredible, beautiful children that 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 believe that the same. And I'm sure you're instilling in your um, classroom kids to be strong, to be strong activists as well. So, um, absolutely. I mean, that's what makes America great when you have uh, people that are willing to continue to try to make it better and better. So, yeah. Um. So I guess my plans for the year are. Uh, I definitely want to do a, uh, as much as I can with my sister queens, um, and I'm supporting all queens in the DMV, not just the Maryland queens. <laughs> so, um, anybody in my area that's in the ambassador system, willing to support and um, uh, volunteer alongside them, I also 
hoping to uh, close out 2020, my mentoring program this year, crowning the young ladies in my program with my title and um, letting them see another side of Mrs. Hall. Because, you know, they they are familiar with my pageantry background, but um, the current young ladies that are in my mentoring program have never seen me in a crowning session. So... This has been really cool for them. I brought it to school recently, and one of the girls in my program wanted to wear it. And so I took a picture of her with it on. That was our first appearance. <laughs> so um, I'm sure that was really cute. Oh, my goodness. It was absolutely awesome. You can actually see it on my Instagram account at uh, Laquisha Hall. And um, I'm just really proud to to represent the state of Maryland. I have represented Maryland several times in the past, but um, since 2013, I have continued to uh, be recognized for my work in different capacities in, in the state, and um, I'm just grateful that it has matriculated and circled back to this. Um, these students that are currently in my mentoring program, they got to see me win Teacher of the Year in 2018, so I have had oh. a title sense but it wasn't a pageant title <laughs> well no i mean i mean to have that honor to be teacher of the year that's congratulations Absolutely. on that like, please you're you're leaving all the good things on on the uh on the kitchen floor you know <laughs> counter you know that's yeah please yeah that's I, I mean i was so proud i've been teaching for 17 years and yeah. to be honest with you i didn't even know there was a teacher of the year program. I mean, I just found out I got nominated for it one day and I was like, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but, um, sometimes you just do such a good job. You, you, you know, you just put your head down and continue working hard, you know? Absolutely. That's exactly what I did. I just continue to do what I was supposed to do. And somebody's recognized me for it. And I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm also grateful to have represented Baltimore city, um, in that regard, because uh, my students are often underrepresented in a lot of ways. And so to for them to see people excited about what was happening in their school meant a lot to me. And so, and now I've turned it over into pageantry again for the girls in my mentoring program. It, I'm just really grateful. I, my goal this year is to continue to show them what success looks like in ways that they may not have seen it before. And to um, not only volunteer for the cause that I that I advocate for, but also other causes supporting the other queens. But I also want to bring my mentees along with me. So they'll be joining me for my next appearance, which will be this coming Sunday. I'll be at the Priceless Gowns Project. And they're going to come and support me in helping young ladies pick out gowns for their prom. I mean that's a great that's a great thing to to go and support because yeah. gowns gowns today can be so expensive so if you can go out there oh, yeah. and also give your advice you know because especially the first time um, you go to an event like that you, you need you need some um, adult advice so with yeah. all of your experience winning titles I'm sure you you can help them pick out a dress that looks incredible and and makes them feel confident and beautiful. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, I also have a nonprofit program that I'm probably uh, going to do again in some capacity this year. It's called She Rose Awards, 
And so about five years ago, I, I started an award system for unsung survivors of sexual abuse and domestic violence. And basically what I did was um, created a platform for them to tell their stories of how they survived if they never had the opportunity to share before publicly. And I helped them through the process of how to share. And then um, the night that they share through the actual award ceremony, I turn it into um, something that looks glamorous. I don't want them to see themselves as victims. I want them to see themselves as conquerors. And so giving them a night of glam and an opportunity for people to cheer them on for what they've overcome and then they actually get a physical award um, is what I aim to do. And so that's called Shiro's Awards. I'm going to post that again this year. I mean, that's a great event to promote and and to Thank really um, to talk about. So mm -hmm. um, it's, it's basically an award or... To help people get over any any abuse is that is that the main uh, focus behind it? Yes, helping them um, overcome the silence of violence and giving them a safe place to share their stories as well. Because I know a lot of people don't share because of family reasons, mm -hmm. and some of us come from backgrounds where their family feel like if you talk about those things publicly, you basically betrayed the family <laughs> there's so many things that people encounter and i with, yeah and, i mean i i would love your two cents on this but um mm -hmm. i i want to say anyone listening out there from a guy's perspective you mm -hmm. should if someone does something to you you need to speak out do not be mm -hmm. scared of of the family and don't be scared of someone else doing something to you you need to tell someone that they did something horrible to you Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, there are a lot of people that will say you don't have to tell your story to heal, but I feel that releasing it is like uh, releasing that weight that you could be carrying for years, like the 81 year old um, lady that mm -hmm. I met at my first pageant. You know, you just never know how heavy a weight is until you actually take it off. And so um, all of the survivors who have shared their stories through my program have all said, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad <laughs> that I did that. <laughs> and, um, and, look how, and look how much you're excelling and doing mm -hmm. so well since you told your story. You know, look at all yeah. the successes you've had and everything. So it just proves that, that, that you needed to tell your story to, to – I'll give you the courage to go out there and also live your life and be Absolutely. the person who you need to be. Do you feel that um, with this new title that it's at, you're at a point where you want to uh, seek out the governor or the local assembly and have meetings with them this year? And, and do you want to work with them? And do you think there's an opportunity? That's a great question. I want to start locally with our state's attorney in Baltimore City. She already has a lot of plans in place with helping uh, victims of sexual assault and domestic violence. And so I want to support her cause and mission. And then I want to see where how I can grow from there. I have um, testified before in Annapolis and um, done the political side, so to speak, of advocacy for these causes. Um, but what I find is, uh, while, while that's great and at a, at a higher level and can it impact more people, 
there are so many people that are close to me that I overlooked from from going, going, going to the to the big people, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that I tried. That was one of the reasons why I created She Rose Awards because I wanted people to feel like we hear you as an individual too. Like we're not going straight to the White House. We're we're coming to your house and making sure you're okay as well. And so, and that's something that I felt that I needed at the time that I was going through uh, the trauma. I just wanted somebody to hear me. And I didn't care what that person's title was. <laughs> I just needed someone who would say, hey, I heard you, I see you, and I believe you. And um, I try to be that person for the people in my life. Sometimes people just need to know that you're willing to listen, you know? Yeah, even if, absolutely. Even if you've heard it a million times, you know, sometimes, um, you know, a hug really really helps you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know who i would recommend talking to is the current miss dc america she currently mm-hmm. has her own non-for-profit focusing on rape of victims and mm-hmm. and um her whole platform is about um um preventing and also um survivors so yeah the two of you would probably be a really good team to work with um, Absolutely. So I'll, I'll I'll make an effort to uh, connect you guys, and I hope you guys. Thank you. I hope you guys. Yeah, I hope you guys um, connect and work really well. She's uh, a wonderful pageant contestant, um, pageant queen. I think the two of you could be really good um, 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 colleagues. So her name is Courtney. So. Okay. I'm going to keep that in mind. I'm going to hold you to that connection. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, when is your event coming up? Because we definitely want to, if maybe you need a sponsor or maybe you need, maybe there's someone here listening that maybe needs to reach out to you and tell their story personally to you. Um, What you have it planned out for this year coming up? I do. Uh, Well, I have um, the crowning ceremony for Queendom Tea Plan. It will um, occur early June. So, uh, unfortunately, everything is a little questionable right now because of coronavirus. Oh, I understand. Yeah, my hope and my goal was to host the crowning ceremony on the Spirit of Baltimore. um, Oh, wow. I don't know what that's going to look like because there's so many things closing down and canceling and things like that. But that is our plan if we are able to do it um, early June. We have been looking for uh, donations, and we were able to raise some on Facebook. Um, our Facebook name and social media name is Queendom Tea, T-E-A. Uh, would love any support uh, from the community that they can offer. And if they do donate, they will be supporting um, young ladies in Baltimore City schools at three different high schools, Harvard High, uh, ACE and NAP. And so I, I, I would greatly appreciate any support that could be offered. So all my amazing listeners, please uh, help her connect with some sponsors and please send her some people that really do need a nice big hug or some, um, some support. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. if there isn't anything else, I, I, I just want to, congratulations on your new title and want to thank you for really representing our city and our state um incredibly and we're so excited for another year of representing our state and we are 
absolutely excited for your um, upcoming um, competition at nationals. And thank we, you. We hope you have really fun. Have they announced where nationals is going to be yet? Yes, nationals is going to be in Florida. Wow, awesome. Um, Tampa or Fort Lauderdale. I can't remember the exact location, but it's going to be on a resort. And prayerfully, this virus stuff will be gone and so we can enjoy that experience. <laughs> Maybe that sun will burn it all up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, hopefully, hopefully no virus and nice warm weather. And hopefully mm -hmm. you'll have your national title to bring home and even have more things to talk about. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. No, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Laquisha, for coming on the show. Um, sometimes hard topics like assault and rape um, are taboo subjects and people want to put them on the side and not talk about it. And I really appreciate you standing up and using your platform and um, being courageous enough to tell your story and be the focal point of, of your cause and also going out of your way to try and change other people's life. So we need more people like you. And I'm so thankful that we have people like you in our community. Don't forget guys, the total focus podcast drops every Thursday afternoon. We are doing our best to consistently, to stay consistent, do apologize for not having episodes up every week. We are doing our best, but we have so many great interviews. We have so many national title holders um, on the way. This is going to be a phenomenal year, and I'm so excited to have everyone listen to these incredible interviews. Please give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Please su subscribe to us on YouTube. Please Look us up on iTunes, and as always, please stay tuned.